Welcome back to the Youth Voices podcast series. I firstly wanted to thank everyone that has listened to episode one and has given us some great feedback. We really appreciate it. I would also like to say that, you know, if you enjoy these podcast episodes, it would be great if you can uh, subscribe on the Spotify um, the Spotify app and if you could leave a review as well. We really, really appreciate it. And if you could also share this podcast with your friends and with your family. Now, on to today's episode, I have had the absolute pleasure to interview Colin Salmon. Colin Salmon is one of the UK's most renowned actors who has starred in James Bond films Tomorrow Never Dies, The World Is Not Enough and Die Another Day and I mean this interview with him was really really powerful. He talks to me about his experiences um, during uh, during lockdown. He talks to me about um, his uh, acting journey and how he he's been able to navigate uh, adversity and challenges through that journey. He gave me a lot of advice and a lot of insight as a young person which was very very um, inspiring and so I know that you're all going to enjoy this episode and so let's dive straight into it. Hello Colin, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Just a sec, I'm just Sorting out my light. Oh, I, I, you know what? I'm going to sit down and then we'll no, talk in a second. Hello. No worries, no worries. Take your time. How are you doing today? You okay? Yeah, busy day. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Hello. You're all right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I think. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm. I'm. I think I'll stick with that light. It's cool. No, just to kick start, I wanted to ask you, you know, we're approaching the end of summer school starting, people are going back to work. Mm. I just wanted to ask, you know, how has your summer been and what have you been up to in the last few weeks? Oh, good questions. Um, well, summer's been awful, hasn't it? It's been, it's been the worst summer unfair because last year, the lockdown in March, it was the most beautiful weather ever. So gardening and, um, yeah, getting... Um, my wife has been unwell for quite a while, so I've been sort of a primary carer in that scenario. And um, so my, my, my garden has become really important to me, which is, I'm sharing that because I think I, I, my dad, my grandfather, they're all gardeners and I never sort of got it. Now I understand the sort of therapeutic quality of the garden. My dad's from Jamaica, so I used to grow vegetables and it was, you know, very much part of our nutrition. So um, I never really got it. But uh, to watch to watch your seeds grow and your bulbs flourish is really, really therapeutic. And I, I, I'm sharing that because I think that's something that I realise a lot of our, our, our ancestors knew. And that's something we mustn't forget. And I learned from the older generations. And now I'm the older generation wishing to share that with you guys. This year has been a battle with the slugs and the snails, if I'm honest. I'm out <laughs> late at night with my torch, catching them on my dahlias, you know, because they're... And if you really listen, you can hear them munching. And I'm not even joking. I'm serious. So that's been an ongoing um, <laughs> battle. So I've been... Let's just say I've been tossing them onto the roof of the garage for the birds to have in the morning. That's, that's the circle of life. Um, what other things? Um, yeah, I've been working. I've been doing... Um, 
I've been, I exec produced a, a documentary called Black and Northern Irish, um, which has been really exciting because I've never really entered that foray before. And uh, that came about from playing General Zod and filming in Belfast. My wife's from Northern Ireland, Belfast. So I've been going over there for 35 years. And now there is definitely a, a new community presence there, which I noticed this time. So we formed a little group called the Melrose Group to bring the people, bring that little community together a bit, actually, because I was really interested because I grew up in Luton, but I had to go to school in a little village in, 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 in England called Arundel when I was four and a half. And I hadn't seen a blackface since the war, bar my father, I think, my dad. And, um, but I somehow managed to do well, thrive that bit, you know, there's issues, but I'm really intrigued by smaller communities in sort of not the obvious places at the moment i'm because i'm quite interested to see what's the what's the resilience and what's the spirit for people in those environments to thrive and get on so that's something i've been working on and um we're just in the final edit hopefully have that out soon um and also i've been going through a process for a film uh, a casting process so i've been working on that over a month and this is it's a fantastic director. I'll let you know what it is, but it, the process itself has been interesting because the patience required for it has been extraordinary because I've had to go again and again and again. And the realisation that actually that is part of the process because this particular director does enjoy um, filming scenes a lot. So if you're one of these people who gets angry or frustrated at that, then you're clearly not for the job. Whereas I personally, I, I enjoy the slight fine tuning and um, if, a, if a director says, now this time I want you to try it as if you were, you know, you're frightened, but you can't show it or you, you have disdain. And, and I find that really intriguing as an actor. So I'm sharing that because the process and the patience required sometimes in the, uh, um, the actual act of being cast or even in a job interview. It's quite interesting because I think sometimes what, um, those who have the power to give you the job are actually trying to check your character out. I've realized it. And that's as important sometimes as your prowess, because if you've got the patient character, if you're, or you have patience, or you can develop patience, you can learn everything else. But that's something that actually we can work with. So I'm sharing, yeah, I'm sharing these things. And then I've just done Carnival with my steel band, or we didn't do the Carnival itself, but we had three gigs because we couldn't do Carnival. So we played in the square. We did a street party here and then we played at Gunnersbury Museum on the Sunday. And we had a lot of children around, running around, which makes me smile because that's what it's about. And um, what else have we been doing? Oh, yeah, lot, lots of uh, lots of trumpet. I play trumpet, so a lot of trumpet practice. And, um, um, and I'm getting ready to work with the new Civilization Orchestra and uh, what's going on. Uh, tribute to Marvin Gaye. Blimey, I'm busy. <laughs> you can... That's a long answer, but I hope there's some, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, I just keep busy all the time. Wow. wow. Yeah, because, like, yeah. There's, there's so much that just came from, from, from that. Um, firstly, I wanted to say, I hope your wife gets well very, very soon. Um, and secondly, I wanted to say, you know, I definitely relate to you in terms of like, 
enjoying the small bits of the process. I, I call it the journey. And I always say this to my peers, like to always enjoy the journey because when you look back, yeah, yeah. it's not the same. When you, when you look back, it's really not the same. But when you're in that, when you're in the process and you're just reflecting on, oh my gosh, like how am I learning from this? Even the most difficult days, you're still thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, like what is this bringing out of me? it makes that whole journey even more beautiful because you're not rushing to get to the destination, but at each point, you're actually taking it all in and you're enjoying it much, much more. And so that's something that when you mentioned it, just kind of like that, that that's the first reflection that came to me. And um, the second thing was, you know, you're just, so, you're so busy. And so how, how are you able to just manage all of the things that, you know, you're, you're, you're doing along with your hobbies, you know, looking after your wife, your children, how are you able to keep on track and, and on everything and still manage to look after yourself and your well-being? Well, I, first thing is, I, I, I don't have any hobbies. I have passions. And then because I have passions, when you when you're passionate about something and like this moment now i'm here and i am present right now to this is what i'm doing so my brain isn't thinking about anything else or what i'm going to be doing later or what i did regretting behind so i stay that thing of trying to stay in the moment means you give 100 percent of everything you have at the time you're doing it and i think um there's a you know, there was that jack of all trades, master of none um, cliche, and I just disagree with it, actually. <laughs> I think there's, a, there's something to be said for mastering yourself, if you can, actually, mm -hmm. and then giving it 100 at the time you're giving it. So I listen to you speak and 100% give my undivided attention to that. And then when I do my flowers, I do that, and then... We go from each of those moments in that way. And it's funny, we're here with the Rio Foundation because I was a footballer. I was a sweeper, very much like Rio. And so, and Rio, I loved him as a footballer because he was the guy who could bring it out from the back because historically, sweep, defenders weren't given, we weren't supposed to be that skillful. So you could press us and that would mean we'd bubble the ball out. Whereas Rio read the game and could bring the ball out from the back. So he was the beginning of a new genre so meso desai you know there were some amazing um footballers but by being present in football it's you you or any sport which is why i love sport you just have to make that calculation at the time you're playing it mm. but you so you develop all the skills in the world but actually you can't go in with a plan you 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 know we're going to roughly where you're going to be but every now and then it's a spontaneous oof. so interestingly you meet young people who don't like football, well, don't, excuse me, don't like maths, for example. You know, I know some young boys, I don't like maths. You say, you don't like maths? No. Do you like football? We go, yeah. They go, oh, yeah, I love football. I said, so you like, so you have the skills to project a sphere into the path of the moving object, taking into account wind directions. What do you mean you don't like maths? That is pure maths. And that's the thing I think we have to understand is that we may think these subjects as finite, but actually there's so many crossovers and parallels that, yeah. It's 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 a continual line, but just on a slightly different trajectory, if you know what I mean. So yeah. I see this all as one thing, and um, that's how I manage it. Yeah. And by having passions, as opposed to, it's like the word nice. It's like hobby and nice. I sorry, these are my pet hates. It's like 
humming is tiny. <laughs> I don't do anything tiny. You know, it's like I believe in it yeah. passionately when I'm doing it. And then I don't when I'm not. So, oh, I do, but I just don't do that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe in changing the world. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, I think, you know, it's so obvious in just the work that you do and the partnerships through organizations like the Rio Ferdinand Foundation and what, what they're doing now with their um, their recent campaign against racism. And I, I mm. wanted to ask you, you know, you just you just spoke about your passions and it was just so obvious by the way that you just speak about how much you do care about everything that, that you do. And so I wanted to ask you why it's important for you to partner up and be an ambassador for organizations like the Rio Ferdinand Foundation and to, to, to join forces with them in standing against racism. Well, it's really important to partner up with people because when I met Rio many, many years ago at a James Bond and a Bond event, he was there as a young footballer, you know, and he's suited and booted and we're both sort of in there. And there's no imposter syndrome. There's, trust me, we don't do that. It's like we're in the room. And this is, I say to everybody, when you're in the room, you're in the room. <laughs> okay, so that's important. Um, why it's important to partner up? Because I just believe it's, it's really important for us to leave it better than we found it. Now, that leaving it better than we found it can mean a lot of things. But one of the things I do believe is that we are now in a really interesting place with racism, because I think with all the somatic um, therapies and the things that are going on within psychology and mental health, um, we're now seeing the, the impact of racism on the body and the fact that it's nobody's, <laughs> nobody gets out of this one without damage. And that means if you have a white body, it's the same. You're going to get damaged. Or you're a policeman in that situation. There's trauma. So this thing, trauma, and the impact of trauma that can be in the blood, can be in the family, we have to stand and face it, whatever that discomfort is. And regarding the Rio Foundation, one of the most important things is when you are young and you feel like you're isolated or invisible, that's when you're most vulnerable, I think. So when we, as the Rio Foundation or anybody in these positions, we just say, I see you. I see you and I care. Sometimes young people or anybody, that's all they need sometimes, just to be known that they can be seen and that we care. Because sometimes you feel, some people, you can feel like they don't care or you're invisible. I've had that feeling when I was younger. Yeah. Um, I just want to be, help be part of the solution. So young people know that we do, yeah. And it's no good, it's why we kneel. It's no good me being successful or having money or a big house because when my sons, my two sons or my daughters go out, they're as vulnerable as everybody else. And that's what nobody's got about this whole situation. So you throw the chat about, you know, you're being successful, you're success. It's no good to me if you're not so. Not, I'm not safe if you're not safe. So my children are not safe because that's where my value and my treasures are in your hearts, really. So I need you guys to be safe. So I will stand with Rio and anybody else who's mm-hmm. mature enough and wise enough to realize there's work to be done. And now we have Marcus, and I think you can see that's a, I think that's a direct influence of Rio. I just believe that. I just think Rio would have spoken to Marcus when he was a young boy. And, 
he would have seen it. And so that's why we have to keep doing it. So yeah, we stand alone together. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we stand, that's for sure. 100%. Yeah, I think the the way that I feel about it, you know, I'm, I'm 19 right now and I'm about to start my second year at university. And the way that I see it is that change, it cannot be, the change that we want, it cannot be achieved um, in, on an individual basis. Like I cannot go out there and change the world on my own. I have to collaborate with 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 other people that also have a sim similar passions, similar values. They're also passionate about this subject and they're willing to give whatever it is that they have. I personally think we all have something to 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 give, especially for this cause. We we all have a certain privilege. And the thing that I've seen with 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 racism as young people, it affects us in a different way. And and that's mm. That's not fair. So some young people are able to come out and they're able to overcome all of those things that they experience and turn out to be pretty resilient, pretty hardworking and just go at it. Right. I, mm. I believe I'm one of them people. Right. It, 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 I struggled for a really long time. But then when I was able to overcome it, it was like, that's it right but it's not fair that other young people it's gonna it, it still impacts them mentally um it still impacts them in terms of self-confidence wise the way that they mm -hmm. themselves they feel like they can't go out and do anything because of what was said to them because of their experiences and and that's why i think is just unfair we should all have you know, we should, in, in terms of, let me use education as an example, because that's where my experiences are. We should all go, be going through education with the same experiences and none of us should be coming out um, on the lower end or on the higher end. We should be coming out the same. And that that's how I see it. And as, as young people now we've seen, you You know, you, you mentioned Marcus, he's a huge inspiration for me because he showed me that, okay, he's used the platform that he has and everything that he has to change something that he really cares about and so I can do that as as well and so that's so that that's so important and I just wanted to add it on there when you when you when you mentioned that there is something I will say though this is really important because mm -hmm. it's like being a warrior it's the difference between being a warrior and a soldier you know mm -hmm. people feel that we need a big groups to change things and I think we have to stand and be um uh united in that thought process but people forget that it was six individuals in the north who, who created steam engines that changed the world you get me so it can be small groups small groups can change the world but we've just got to make sure that those small groups have the freedom brain um, freedom of spirit to be able to do it because what happens the racism i feel impacts sometimes and forces and it just exhausts it's exhausting that's the Worst thing about it is like, oh, Jesus, I've had this and that. So, you know, and some days I'll just, you know, as an older guy, I'll just say some days you may have a bad day and it's just a reflection. One person says something at this time, a job doesn't come through at this time or somebody looks at you a certain way and you just didn't get enough sleep or and all of a sudden you can find yourself back there. So be mindful that, you, you know, that resilience is real but it can also still impact on your spirit at any time. And that's the thing that as an older elder, I would share with you that, you know, be, look after yourself and be, 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 be aware of that because it's, it's, it's not your problem, but yeah. it's, it's, and we are not victims, but it's sometimes the yoke is heavy. 
and sometimes you just can't lift it and that's okay you just you go back you meditate you pray you play music play drums talk to somebody do what you need to do to center yourself again i'll just say that <laughs> thank you so much i think that that is also very important because I, I i actually hear that a lot a lot of people do tell me that you know because you because you had those experiences it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be that person that's like fighting on the front line you know no. just because of that but it really but that's why your why is so important like the reason that you're doing something is so important because the way that i see it is you know I have a younger sister and she's like a she's like a twin to me she's like a mini me and for me it's like I can't have her go through the same experiences that I did and so for me that's why it matters then that things change for her because things aren't aren't changing if I can just do whatever it is that I can and you already mentioned it just turning up as yourself as your your own <clears throat> own authentic self that is enough for a lot of young people you know I speak to young, to some young people and they tell me that like because you did this it's inspired me to do that so it's like it's little minute things that oh I'm, absolutely it's not like big 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 things but just you just yeah. yourself and being um a role model or whatever it is for other people for other people that in itself is enough and I think that's probably you know have you had people in your in your journey and in your um in your journey so far that have you know just come up to you and said to you you know because because of, because of what you're because of what you're doing I I now have the courage and I, I now have the confidence to actually go out and do what it is I want to do as well has that has that happened to you as well in your journey um a little bit I think um I think uh I think it, I, I know it has and I I've met young actors and I've mentored people quietly and it's not you know very much like the conversation I'm having with you, I think with my wife's illness, which is, you know, really, really serious. After a while, there's, there's that thing where you realize, actually, everybody says, you've got to fight, you've got to fight it, fight it. Actually, there's a point where you go, actually, you don't have to fight it, you have to manage it. And then you have to pick your battles and realize when you're ready for that skirmish and you come out, but otherwise you're just every day fighting and actually that's, it's impossible. And, but that, that being your authentic self, I like that. So when I meet young people, I'm not any, I am still the boy born in Hackney, grew up in Luton, lives in Shepherd's Bush, and is just, this is what I do. And I've been really blessed and lucky in lots of ways. I've worked hard, but you know, that's not, a, that's not even a guarantee, but um, so I'm genuinely grateful. I have gratitude and I'm genuinely grateful to the universe for what's occurred. So therefore, when I meet young people, if they, whatever they need, and it's usually a conversation, a chat, or a good morning, or a hello, or a nod, it's not even they want anything other than just to be acknowledged as an equal. And you are. That's it. That's all it is. I'm just a bit further down the road, but you are my equal. We are equal. I don't consider myself above or below anybody else. I just genuinely mean that. And I've, I've, I've dined with kings and supped supped with beggars I, I, and I found them all equally as nourishing because the stories that they tell me give me guidance to, to where I want to go you know so or try or understanding and empathy for their story and their journey so I don't become too judgmental if you know what I mean yeah. and that's where that's where a lot of time is wasted trying to be one up on somebody and in my profession 
you know, I, we've got, you know, we've got all sorts of people coming through now. Johnny Boyega, we've got all these young people I've worked with years ago and stuff, and they're flying. And it's, I celebrate their success. I don't feel envy or angst or upset by that because I think that's a psychological issue of racism where it was one through the door, one, one through the door. Nah. <laughs> no, 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 no. If it's two, three, five, ten, it doesn't matter. What we want is excellent. So be excellent and go through the door and don't be defensive. By, don't allow that one through the door thing to affect your mind. And yeah. if I say that to young people, I say, that's the thing I would share. But yeah, they're, they're, people have been really generous and kind to me and said, told me that, you know, I used to go into schools and talk and then they'd pay me and I'd say, forget the payment, just buy 10 copies of Staying Power about the history of black people in Britain and put that in your library because that's the book that changed my life. Yeah. And that's, that's what I do. I don't necessarily need to be, you know, I know you guys are curious, bright and brilliant and you'll find, if the clues are left out, you'll find them. So I just leave the clues if I can. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you mentioned the name of the book. Do you mind just re repeating that? Because I don't want to miss it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, well, there's many now, but Staying Power by Peter Fryer was uh, the history of black people in Britain. It goes back 2,000 years. That book, but it actually goes back even further. But you, that will start the odyssey. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> because yeah. there's that, as an actor, you know, I get, often get told that you weren't there at that time. And you go, just need to read your history, guys. You know, we've been there everywhere. We've been everywhere. Yeah. Always. Mm -hmm. so, that I need to read. There's a lot of good stuff out. Mm. I haven't heard about it before. Um, going back to um, my, my questions, I wanted to ask you, you know, as an advocate for racial um, inequality, what have been some of the challenges that you've faced along the way and how have you overcome them? So you, you've already mentioned um, You've already mentioned some of them, but there might be some that you haven't mentioned to us so far. Um, but some of the adversities, oh, it's like stupidness. Most of the time is what you have to overcome. Stupidness, because people are just, yeah, you've got to manage it, really, and try to manage your, um, your, 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 your patience, you know, because sometimes you, you, you feel angry, but you, you have to address it or, not address it or address it at the right time. And that's been the hardest thing is working out how to do that. Um, what are things I have to overcome? Yeah, I'm not finished. So it's a work in progress, really. Um, I, I sort of, one of the, I think I mentioned this on, on the day, one of the big things I looked at mindset. So I'm always, I, I didn't go to college, so I'm autodidact. I have ADHD, so I got diagnosed two years ago. And that's been a massive thing for me because I was that kid in class. And you can see uh, my brain whirs away. And, but it's like I'm very curious and I'm nosy. So now that's been um, diagnosed. And I've started to look at the spectrum and the impact of being on the ASD spectrum and realizing how many people are in the world. And, my son is, um, you might mind me saying, but he carries a card because when the police stop him, he's got sort of, he's high functioning autistic. So he doesn't make eye contact. So the police can look, he can look suspicious. So he has to carry a card with autism on it because police just assume he's, he's been shady. But it's like a worst case scenario is he, it, it's like he gets 
stopped and then his autism and then he gets the melt it is the melt it's the perfect storm really so yeah. those are the things i've had to overcome personally are just literally safeguarding my children and other children that i've worked with so um that's the real stuff um in my job i just work hard i just work hard i just work to be good at my job so it becomes an unquestionable um, ability. So that's why I like sport, really, because it's like, it's just what it is. You can't hide, it's, you know, it's a bit like trapeze artists, you know, the catcher and the flyer. It's, I wish sometimes art was a bit more like that because there is no question if you're good at it. Sometimes I, I, I'm puzzled, I'm less so now, but I was puzzled for a while. I said, how on earth did these people get the opportunity? Because <laughs> they're not very good at it. Um, I really, really want to work with people and encourage people to get behind the camera more because I think that in the writing rooms and behind the camera means that we get the representation and the, 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 the um, authentic narrative. And then you see things like, you know, I may destroy you and, you know, that was rock and what Steve McQueen was doing, Small Island and Andrea Levis, sorry, she's Small Island. And oh, it's just the list goes on. You can see we're coming. So were we overcoming it? Yeah, because we're working together and we're celebrating each other's success. I think when we were being sort of jealous or guarded about it, that's when we were failing. Because it's up to us. It's got, I don't believe it's not in their hands, it's in our hands. I come from punk, which comes from Channel One and Lee Scratch Berry died last week and people want to know, go check him out. Experimental, fearless, independent thinking, scientistic. And that was the lesson when they wouldn't put reggae music on. These guys just recorded the made. They made it unassailably the best music in the world. They just made the sound of the hi hat just so seductive. You just had to go to that music. You had to. <laughs> so that's that's the way I overcome excellence. I think. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, like I said earlier, there's a lot of work going on about racism and the impact of racism. I think a Black Lives Matter was a major moment, and I think you may be alluding to that in a bit, but what was the major moment? I think the major moment was for me and us as a people was that when people were asking us for help, we were going, actually, you know what? I've said to people, I've been doing this for 40 years. There's, there's a book list, go read it, and then come back to me and then we'll have a chat. Because in the past, I would have sort of tried to, tried to help. And it's like, you know what? I can't do the lifting on this. Yeah. On the flip side of that, now when people talk to me about Afghanistan or Palestine or things like that, I go, and then I go back and I've started to read books yeah. about that because it's it's the same rules apply, and yeah. that's that's been a that's been really important because it means my opinion. I have an opinion, but it's it's not as informed, and I can say you know I have an opinion, but I'm not in, really informed on it, so I'm working on that. And that releases us from a sort of a, a natural, uh, what's the word, pole. We sort of go to poles of where we think we should be, whereas really we're in a time of, you know, let's work harder, people, and just be more forensic about our opinions, because that will make interesting, makes for more interesting life, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, that was a nice. That, yeah, that, sorry. <laughs> But I think one thing that came from that is, and you showed it very, you explained it very well, is that it's a learning process. 
it's really a learning process yeah. um, and everybody's that we all have these experiences but it's about like I'm, I'm picking them and some of them you're going to have to overcome them but then some of them you're going to have to put things into place because you one of your pieces of advice earlier on was just look after yourself and that's definitely so important it's just like how do I look after myself because I'm going to go out into a world where it still hasn't changed yet and I might become a victim to certain things and that's that's oh it's not okay but what am I going to do to make sure that I don't fall on the the bad side the bad side of it like what am I going to do to protect my um my my well-being and it's just having that understanding it helps because when you do have those experiences you talked about mindset like the way you interpret that experience makes a huge difference right and definitely i've definitely seen that you know with the black lives matter movement as a young person it it did make me kind of just stop for a moment and do a lot of reflection and um made me realize that there was a lot of things a lot of experiences that i had to go and unpick and then after understanding those experiences because now there's more conversations um there were things that you didn't have the explanation for but now you actually have the explanation to understand that experience and then interpret it in a right way and then after that you can again educate yourself but then going forward put something in place um and just change your change your change your mindset and in terms of the black lives matter movement i wanted to just ask you you mentioned them as well but like are there any other improvements that you've seen over the the past year off the back of these conversations especially the conversations that have been more geared towards action because there were two types of conversations from what i saw so there was there were conversations that were just being had for the sake of having those conversations right and to just tick a box and then there were those conversations where I was like what what can we do and what is it that we need to do so we can actually change something here and so for you yeah what 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 were the improvements that you that you had seen well I think I've seen seen more black representation on television for start off in adverts and things like that and people sort of I've just watched Love Island and it was brilliant you know, and I don't care what anybody says. It was, it's, but a senior, senior elder. I wish I'd had Love Island as a young lad. When I watched it this year, I thought, God, blimey, I'd learned so much. Just to hold your hands up and just to hold your hands up. And, you know, to have Toby say, I've really have not, never had an experience with a long-term relationship. And, you, and he's just honest all the time. And you just think that, do you get it now? Because people say, oh, he turns his head all the time, but he's not lying. He's telling you what he is. And then and then he develops the feeling. And then you see him go, oh, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm talking to somebody else. And that was what I watched. I saw somebody develop. I saw Teddy, who was the coolest dude on the planet, just be calm, you know. And everybody's going, she's crazy. I just thought, God, she reminds me of all the girls I grew up with. What are you talking about? She's crazy. She's really just honest and Fearless, mate. You should, but you know, and I mean, if it's really interesting, if she'd, look, if she'd have been a black girl with twists or something, everybody, ah, oh, she's that girl. But actually, because she wasn't that, they didn't see it. But that's what I saw. I thought, ah, this is really interesting because this, these are the girls I grew up with. We would not let you get away with anything, you know. What I mean? <laughs> and eventually apologize if you were lucky. Um, but he managed. He just managed that calm. So there were like role models, and even Liam, with respect. 
just showing love. I mean, just showing his vulnerability. And I just thought it was a great year. But, you know, talking about Love Island. So, but I'd never seen so many, um, and Kaz, you know, and that chap, he was a boy, he's an interesting chap. Um, but it's that thing of, you just feel the representation, but that's what happens when you have representation. People just see people as human beings. And then the more that happens, that's it. And then, you know, because people were, now the big question is, oh, there's no gay people on, there's no gay couples on Love Island. And then they're gonna they'll work out, will that happen? But I just thought, I've never seen so many mixed race and black people on Love Island. And it was, that was a massive step for some people, let alone gay. So that will come and then work it out because I do believe that's important representation. So people don't, don't feel it, they're abnormal. Um, and on that note, I think that's why Black Lives Matter was so important because it did actually set, set a new plateau, a new level for conscious discussion, not just box it ticking. And we could see all those who boxed it, you know what I mean? It was like, and that, I think that's, um, that is going to be seen. I think you've seen it with the England football team. You see Gareth Southgate behaving like a proper executive. You know, he's the chairman of the board. He's the manager of the club, the coach, the boss. And that's how you do it, people. If you want to see how to do it, that's how you do it. You talk to your, your cohort and you work as a team and you stand together. And that, I think the England football team are just extraordinary at the moment, I think. And I think it was important. And I'm sad to say it. I think it was important we lost so we saw the truth. Because the temptation would have been we win and everybody thinks it's fine. That's That leaning into the grief of loss is the trick. It's the hard trick of life to face the loss. And then that's where the growth lies. So we're going to come. This, this squad is huge. They've been playing together a long time and they're going to win things. I guarantee you that. But this moment was really important. And, you know, I'm very proud of that team. But the, the people, are, you know, but again, you be careful of our Englishness because we underestimated the Italians. When they made Rashford and, uh, my goodness, Sancho. When they made the, sorry? Sancho. Yeah, Sancho, stand on the touchline. You see that? They saw they were coming on and they just kept the ball in play for about 90 seconds. They didn't, and those boys were like, you imagine the adrenaline coursing through your body, you get me? And you want to get on. And then there's a point where it just, it, it will actually impact on you. And they, help, they are that good, the attackers. That's how good they are at tactically fighting. And they are the Romans, man. They know what they, they there's, there's, there's empathy there. There's beauty, empathy, understanding of the, the opponent. And those two boys want to get on and get on and get on. Like, and they just wouldn't let them on. And then, and then when they came on, there was a slight uh, sort of. So, you know, again, England, everybody's going, ah, England's going to win. You're going, no, mate, you're playing the Italians. Please respect your opponent because that's the first rule of chess. You don't go in there thinking you've won. And now I don't think the England boys did, but. The Italians were wise and wily. So I think the, it, it's, it's, it's brought out the truth, this Black Lives Matter. Because it, it's, to me, it's Black life is matter. That's what I want to say. It's, 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 it's real, it's a tangible thing. It's not just a thought, you know. So 
I'm very excited by it. And the one thing I feel also is that people are talking about how they can help each other to move things forward. Not just, um, oh, it'll be fine, or it's never going to change. It's like, no, let's talk about real things. Let's do something. So, yeah, I think it's um, Colin Kaepernick, Me yeah. Too movement. Lots of things have been happening. And this is just a very important part of it. Yeah. Yeah, for, for me, what I saw, it was just like the accountability, um, especially from people that just put up their hands up and just said, I don't know enough. Um, we've been doing wrong. Um, we want to do right, and now we're gonna we're gonna work together. I'm willing to learn to find out how we can do that. So I'm not actually um, I'm not actually based in England. I'm based in Wales, and one of the things that we're currently working on the the Welsh government is currently working on a race equality action plan and a plan that will actually lead to action. And like just the way that they've they've gone about it, I might have to just tell you about it another time but the the whole process has been like a collaborative process within communities all over all over wales um and they've created like an accountability because now the, the the plan is gone through the consultation and everything and the the government wants to bring together like accountability group um to make sure that all of those actions listed in the, the plan um they will make sure that they they hit them goals and they have like a clear vision for 2030 and so for me as a young person, that's just so exciting to see because it's like the thing that you want to see the most is kind of like happening, like the it's in the works. And so that's, yep. I feel like, has come um, out of, of, of that movement. It's like that accountability and that willing to, to, to change and to actually create the, the action to change. Um, Colin, it's been, you know, this, this conversation with you, it's been, it's been amazing. It's been so great to get to know more about you um, as well. And, you know, just before we, we wrap up that episode, I wanted to ask you, you know, you're, you're a father. And so I wanted to ask you, what are the messages that you share with your children, like frequently to just keep them empowered? No matter what you do, no matter what happens, I'll always love you. I will always love you. You're mine. So, and I say to all the young people out there, we care deeply about you. We've been, we've been you, and we're here, and we, we had to find out the tough way sometimes, you know, like with me and ADHD, which can lead you into addictions and drinking and whatever. I'm not saying that happened to me, but that can be because it's a serotype. We're learning this stuff and we're going to share well, as much as we get. We're going to share it with you guys. So you don't have to go down those roads because the only thing that can stop you <laughs> is yourself. Yeah. Nobody can stop you. You're, you're golden and gold is valuable because it's, it's, it doesn't react. <laughs> and you've got to just manage yourself and you know walk enjoy nature all the rest of you know eichel food just all that stuff which people thought was just i don't know wishwashy blah 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 it's not it's true it's just there's plenty and you don't need much you just got to know what enough is in life you know, and everything says everything in moderation. Actually, no, not everything. You don't need some things. You just don't need them. So, you know, question every single cliche you ever hear. 
and and I say to my children when they're they're struggling as well, and this again is it's all things pass. The storm will abate at some point. Mm -hmm. So just angels fly because they stay light. Dad jokes are good. No, I don't say that. <laughs> but um yeah we 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 know you're gonna do it we just know i don't know how to put it any other way there's a quiet belief and we're just trying to make sure we can help help you get there because we can see it you are doing it so then that's the other thing just stay in the game just keep just lash yourself to the wheel and don't let go. It's because it's, you can, you can handle it. You can handle it, you know, and if, you, and if you're struggling, just go and chat to somebody, find somebody to talk to, or like I said, go drum, look after your mental health, meditate, breathe. And um, what do I say to my children? Apart from clear up your bedroom. Um, <laughs> I just try to laugh. I try to go see plays, read books, listen to books. I do Audible a lot. I find it difficult to read because I, I read for a living. So I listen to Audible now. I listen to a lot of books, so I don't have to read books anymore. So that's important for people who, and because a couple of my children are dyslexic as well. So the world sort of suggests that you have to read this. And I say to people, young people, you know, and, you know, when kids would, I've worked with them, my own children. I say, oh, I'm a bit stupid. I must be stupid. I said, listen, you learn to walk and you learn to speak one of the toughest languages in the world without any books. So just remember that. You know what I mean? Remember that. <laughs> the book is important. Yeah. But you didn't need a book to learn how to be here. You're here. Yeah. So just keep on keeping on yeah. and be kind, which is one of the oldest words in the English language, actually. And it means nature. And the other thing, and I didn't talk about it, beware people who say you're a natural. Beware the word natural, because it suggests you don't work hard. That's one of the things that damned our generation, because it was like, oh, you're a natural, which means the coach can just go and look after somebody else because you don't need looking after. And then guess what? You start failing, and then it's your fault and you feel guilty. And it's not your fault because a natural, you just, if you make a mistake, just work harder. Just develop, you work harder. So get that, forget that natural. I was a natural footballer because I played from the age of five because I never went on holiday. Every day I was out in the park. So I was a really good footballer because I played a lot. I wasn't a natural. So that's something we have to be aware of. And sometimes because you take it in your stride and you don't make it appear to be hard work, they, they, there can be that thing of, oh, it's, it's easy. It doesn't mean that. It just means you can handle adversity and you can handle struggle. Guess what? There's a reason for that. And it's not because you're a natural. It's because we live with struggle and adversity and we've developed resilience and that's a power, superpower. So yeah, don't be a natural. Be someone who works harder. Don't allow that word in your vocabulary or anybody else. Be, be mindful of it. That's what I would say. And um, yeah, love life. That's all I'm gonna say. Colin, thank you so much for all that um, ad advice. It, it's so obvious that, you know, you speak to your, your children a lot and they have a very caring and supportive 
um, a dad. And so I hope they know that. They probably do know that. Um, but yeah, thank you so, thank you so much for that. And just for having such a, you know, an open conversation um, with us as well. I really enjoyed it and it was amazing to, to meet you as well. You're welcome, more than welcome. Mm -hmm. Good luck with everything. Just keep doing it, you know. Change the world, you can. And, and this is the rule, you can't change the world, but you can change your world and it's your duty to make your world as big as possible. That's it, that's what you have to do. So, on you go. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right, you're more than welcome. Take care now. Thank you for listening to the Youth Voices podcast series brought to you by Rio Ferdinand Foundation in collaboration with Wuna Music and Music Against Racism. Coming up on the next episode, I speak to Olivia Edwards-Allen. Olivia is CEO and founder of newly formed organisation Music Against Racism. After growing a career in the music industry, Olivia has set out on a mission to use music as an, in, as an instrument to provide opportunities, training and resources for young people to give them a chance to better their futures.